Monday. 419-21. Here we go. A little bit of Wombats for y'all in the morning. One of my favorite bands of all time. Seen them three times. Got to meet the lead singer. This song slaps, y'all. What's up, y'all? Holy cow. How is everybody doing? Good to be back on the podcast. I'm sorry about last week that the episode didn't come out. Not that anyone really noticed, but, you know, things have kind of been going rough lately over here in Marlboro, New Hampshire. Not to say that things are bad. It's just not that great. So I kind of had a rough week last week, so I figured I'd take a break, give you guys a break. And uh, I hope everybody's doing okay. we got a lot of things going on. Um, I am going to be moving. I talk about it a little bit on the show. Um, it's not my choice. I didn't want to do it. But things and events have just happened to where uh, I'm going to have to find a different spot to be. But don't worry. I have big plans for this show. And uh, I have big plans with Mr. Cal Fody. And we are going to be... Uh, combining our forces so hopefully um we can make some announcements soon and uh hopefully we can do more in the podcast department um yeah it's kind of crazy the only thing i can say is that um i'm excited for this summer i'm excited for uh new things to begin i'm excited to go to the beach and to be happy um and I hope that everybody's doing well. You know, I, I don't know for sure. It seems like things are kind of winding down and people are chilling out a little bit. I mean, on my end anyway, uh, for, for my part. I can't speak for everybody else that's been suffering, you know, whether it's, you know, useless hatred or anger. You know, we're living in a very angry world. So... You know, it's it's easy to get triggered and think about cancel culture and whatever it is. But hopefully this show has not brought that on to people. You know, like I said, we got a lot of good things coming. Write a review. Rate this podcast. It helps. Uh, leave me comments. Go check us out on Why Are You Laughing podcast on Instagram, on Spotify, on YouTube, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. We're on every major platform, guys. You know, so... um. I, it takes two seconds, really. Tell me you hate it. Tell me you love it. Uh, tell me something. It's whatever attention I can get on this show is gold. So, on today's podcast, my old buddy, Mr. Taze Jones, we go in deep for you people. We talk about everything from, oh, from selfishness to Captain America to uh, how long we know each other, which is my fault. I start on that conversation. <laughs> naturally anyway all right guys thank you for coming again watching or listening whatever and uh i hope everybody's doing well like i said let's start the show here we go go sam if you could catch one fish and swallow it whole what would it be hmm. that's a tough question i'd have to say a bass is it is it because you're sponsoring the Bass Pro Shop right now? Maybe. Why are you 
Bass Pro Shops. Get we, your fish in there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, savages and sailors of all ages, Crips and Bloods, okay. liberals and uh, Republicans, and uh, you know who you are. I don't know if I can sign off on this anymore. <laughs> uh, Welcome back to the Why Are You Laughing podcast. My name is Samuel P. Clapp. Uh, that's not my middle name, but taste won't let me be normal, so I have to come back with heat and bombs for y'all. He looks like he's uh, in Hawaii right now, which is a joke. I know that's a lie, but yeah, because okay. I'm in Cameroon. I understand. Okay. I understand his uh, his tribal instincts of wanting to survive and be happy. This is getting what very border. This is getting very borderline. You look like you look like you're having a heart attack or a stroke. You're disappearing. Did <sighs> this somebody is... throw Thanos juice on you? What are you doing? You know, when the pandemic, you've been surviving for a year. This is how you come out the other side, just like this. Also, oh, Zoom is just I need having a hard time reading my headphones and myself, my whole body. <laughs> oh my goodness, Chase Jones, my boy, what's happening? Well, you know, Sam, it's been an interesting year, and I've just been playing it real smooth. Cue the Ray jazz J, music. Stop talking like that. See, this is how I always talk. Yo, stop. If, if anyone's listening, this is me. I'm cool as a cucumber. Smooth <laughs> in the other side of the pillow. I'm a whole slice of cheese. Oh, man. Doofy. Yo, what's up, dog? Welcome back. No, hey, man. Nothing much. You know, it's been uh, not too bad these last few weeks. I've been definitely just busy with life, but... I was able to get the bike on the road, so it's been very exciting. I was able to get some riding in. I'm excited Super for happy that about myself. That. It was it was tough though, because like this year, I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna actually invest in gear, and then that costs a lot of money. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a cold hard fact, my friend. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, gear is expensive. But I'm actually still because I went to run some errands today. And I like with my bike now, it has actual storage on it. That can, that's easy to take off too. So right. if I want to be an old man, I can put all the storage on and, you know, travel the world. But if I want to be sporty, I can take it off. So I ran errands today. So I'm actually still in my pants and my boots. And what I, these pants are super cool because they have uh, armor padding in so the you, shoulder. Yeah. So you got rid of the Ninja, right? You got a new bike? Yeah. So uh, it is a Kawasaki versus 650. So it's a 2015, so it's like it's the same engine as the Ninja 650, but it's a lot taller because hmm. it's like that crossover adventurous dual sport kind of area, but it looks like a sport bike. Well, now you're gonna have to come over and take rides with us since you started this whole uh, this whole gang over here in New Hampshire, dog. I don't think I was the one that started it, <laughs> but, I was, but it was super exciting to hear that a whole bunch of them are going to class together. I was like, dang, man, I wish I had a bunch of people over here were going. We don't need to go to class. We're professionals, you and I. That's why we have our own bikes and nobody can bother us anymore. You know what I'm uh, this. Glamour, I went to motorcycle school. <laughs> I didn't need to go to motorcycle school. I was already a savage. What do you need school for when you know how to ride? I really wanted that insurance discount. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, that is true. They do do that for you. Yeah, and if anyone's listening, thinking about riding a motorcycle, I highly recommend it. It's three days. Yes, and do not listen to me. That yeah, is don't listen a to Sam's course. He is sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. They don't ride motorcycles. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's super easy. And I like my teachers. Three days, they put you on the bike immediately. And, uh, and then you don't have to do the whole practical test with a police officer breathing over your shoulder. True. That's a good yeah. idea. I had a police officer uh, breathing over my shoulder today, except we became friends. Ooh, what happened? I got pulled over. 
What were you doing? You speeding? You hit a I man? Didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. And actually, for the first time since I don't even know how long, he actually said, I didn't pull you over for any particular reason other than the fact that you get a light out, just so you know. I says, yeah, no problem, whatever. I said, thank you. He goes, what? What'd you say? I said, thank you. He goes, oh, I thought you said the other thing. <laughs> What f you? Is that what he? Got? That's what he thought. I was like, no. I said, thank a, you. Thanks for being nice. You know, whatever. He's like, yeah, no problem. He didn't even a, go check this, dude. This is how gangster this guy was. He didn't even go back and type in his little computer, whatever trick or treat nonsense he has to type in. He just goes, you didn't do anything wrong. Just get the tail light fixed. That's it. I said, cool. Thanks, bro. Have a nice day. You got a big, you know, pretty easy break. the The first ticket and only ticket I've gotten. Was driving to one of your parties. You've only gotten uh, one ticket. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Only one. Driving. My entire life. And I think the only reason I got caught is because I had a Massachusetts plate on. On the way and to my party. Yeah, I had the I had the whole crew with me. We're no driving, way. and so and a lot of times in, at least in the area of Mass I live in, if you are on, we have a lot of back roads that you can hit forty five right. fifty on. Yeah, exactly. And I took a different route to your house, and there was you're on a fifty mile per hour road. And it seems like you'd still be on a 50 mile per hour road, but I guess it drops to 30. Didn't know. <laughs> and then, but to be fair, it wasn't like I was by myself. Everyone on the road was doing this. So I didn't really, I missed right, the sign. Right, right, right. And then a cop on the opposite side, he saw me go by, he flashed his lights, came over, pulled me over. And he was a really young cop. And he was like, you know how fast you're going? And I was like, uh, well, my speedometer said 50. Cause I guess I thought, I'm guessing that's not the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, this is a 35 mile per hour zone. And as we're talking, I see people flying by. Let me guess, <laughs> Northfield. I don't know. I actually don't think it was Northfield. I don't know really? exactly where I was because usually we take the back roads to your house, but this time we got off the highway and yeah, I went in a different yeah, route. Yeah, sure. I have no idea where I actually was, but um, but he was like, you know, I will turn, I'll put down the speed limit, so you know, it's only like a hundred dollar ticket instead of three hundred dollar ticket. I was like, okay, the only <laughs> I guess. So. I say Northfield. I'm yeah, it's cops tell everywhere you this there. One little story before we uh, get into the uh, topic here because this is an interesting uh, thing to get into. So, it's one of the band practice nights, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's me, Sully, and James. We're in the car. And uh, I'm on my way to drop Sully off in Northfield. Mm. It happens to be snowing slash hailing. You know, either way, you're not going to be able to see what's going on in front of you. It's just a bad night. We get up to uh, Gill, Gill Mass, I think is where it is. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me, but it's right by Northfield Mount Hermon school. We're going to quote you on that, but go on. So if you get to the, uh, if you get to the turn where you can go towards Amherst or the left towards Northfield. Okay. You get yep. to that T and you take a left. Now, right at that T, there's usually a cop sitting right there waiting for somebody. It's terrible outside. I cannot see. Ray Charles would have had a better shot getting through that intersection than me at this point Fair in enough. time. Okay, I get to that intersection. I stop where I think I need to stop. The bl- the line is number one, not painted, so it's very distilled, faded. You can't see a thing. Yeah. And on top of the weather, so I take my turn. I see the cop sitting there. Pulls me over ten seconds later. I am not a malicious person. I'm not a hateful person. But let me tell you something, brother. When he pulled me over, I never hated anyone more than that time. 
this seems this seems really pulls heavy. Pulls me over, Taze. Pulls me over. He says, "You know, you're supposed to stop at the stop line." And I start to answer the question or statement that he says. I said, "Well, officer, I can't really see the line." And he goes, "Yeah, you know, you probably should stop at the stops." Interrupts me <laughs> in the middle of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He goes, where are you headed? I said, I'm going to drop my friend off at his house. He sees Sully in the back. Mm-hmm. Sully's a man of color. A black man, yes. <laughs> the cop asks him to roll his window down. Mm. Says, can I talk to you for a second, sir? And I said, what? I just told you what we were doing. He asked me where I lived. They gave me my license, the whole nine, whatever. I had never been so offended and upset for somebody that was in the car with me than that night. The kid was my age, Taze, and he already had in mind what he was going to say and who he was going to profile. Yeah, that's unfortunately part of the reality of the world we live in. It's ridiculous. Not to derail this. No, I'm just glad I'm a different man because let me tell you something, bro. You know me a long time. In my heart, the old Sam wanted to get out of the car and scream at him. No questions. Well, can't have that. That's why Mm -hmm. I just go. No, I know. But I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just glad I'm a different person. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I think about you a lot and and I'm glad to be a friend of yours and to see how much of a positive influence you are on a lot of people. Oh, well, thank you for that. Through all these years, you just, you know, you've always emulated to be positive and just make the best of your situation. And that's why I love having you on the show and chit-chatting with you in general. Gracias. You know, I mean, on a quick tidbit of that, my whole thing always been, one, no matter what happens in life, time keeps moving forward. Facts. So you can't dwell on things forever. At the very least, you got to do something to take the next step. And two, bad things happen. And you could take the time to be frustrated about it and stuff, but I don't think you should be so frustrated at the situation that you have to exude that to everyone else around you because then you're just affecting bystanders. Yeah, true. You know, take the time to collect yourself, but for the most part, everyone's just trying to get by no matter who they are. So no need to put that on everyone. That's a fact. You know, and I try to emulate, you know, what you usually do, which is like just push it to the side and keep in, in mind what's in front of you. You know, yeah, just... I try. I'm not the best at it. No, I definitely not, have. But I'm a one million, none of us are, but I mean, you, you just you've always tried to do that as long as I've known you. Yeah, life just moves on. You know, so, no point dwelling. On to the topic that we are, are going to discuss today. You know, I don't usually have a topic, but you know, when Taste sends me a message and asks me what we're going to talk about, I get a little nervous and I have to make something up. So here we go. Did you pick it up? <laughs> Did you just choose a word out of the dictionary? No. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, though. Uh, okay. I was thinking about being selfish. You know, mm. a lot of times I think about myself and I think about a lot of the faults that I got. I'm a selfish person. And the only reason is because um, I've learned as somebody who's been on his own for a long time to sort of look mm-hmm. out for myself and, you know, not necessarily think about other people's opinions or other people's, you know, uh, thoughts or words or deeds. It's like, I have one thing in mind and that's, I need to focus on taking care of myself. Mm. But by that same token, it's not always the correct way of thinking. So, 
you know, I think about these days where I've kind of been let down a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, people have sort of had their own agendas. Is there a point in your life where it's right to be selfish and it's right not to be? I think, I think there is, but I think that you have to then define what's truly selfish and what isn't because I think there is times where it's okay to prioritize yourself at the end of the day you're going to be the only constant in your life in terms of people around you um friends are going to come and go people are going to move whatnot so at the end of the day you got to take care of yourself that's just facts um and it's okay to do that I think I think just as easy or as bad as it can be to be selfish and focus too much on yourself, you can also do the opposite and be selfless to a detriment. You know, it's a whole thing about modesty. You got to know your limits. So yeah, take, yeah. So definitely take time to focus and work on your own stuff. Cause no one's going to pay your bills for you <laughs> and like, you know, okay, take care of you. Um, but also, <laughs> yeah, you do got it. There is that contrast where you do got to also weigh the whole portion of um, maybe being mindful of how your actions might affect other people, even though uh, they're going to ultimately benefit you. Right. Which is tough because it's it's like if you, if you only have to keep track of yourself, you're not necessarily thinking about all those other options and all those yeah. other opinions. It's it's always been like this is where I need to be. So I mean, it, yeah, it's, no, it's very yeah. hard. It's very hard to make that transition. It can be. I think I think one of the key points, and ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all going to say or do something that's going to rub someone the wrong way. Um, what? I've never done that in my entire life. What are you talking about? Yeah, Sam, you have never once offended a single person. You know, can we just like edit in like a scroll? And- <laughs> you know, can we edit? Can we edit in a line that's been recorded? I know at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, I you know, you're, you're, eventually you're gonna offend someone. But I think a lot of times too is just if you're able you know, to anyone. And I have to do this to myself sometimes is to take those five seconds to think about what you might say. Sometimes the whole idea of what you're saying is not wrong in itself. It's just the execution, (laughs) you know, or just, yeah. Or just the timing of it, you know, timing delivery, very important. Just like in comedy and in conversation and in all aspects of life, it's know your audience. (laughs) Which there also, also there are some people who are very good at that timing, or they're just people are just so used to them that they expect them to say anything. You know? Yeah. Andy's a perfect example of that. Yeah, that's true. We all know each other a long amount of time, and Andy's always been that way. He just says what he says, and nobody says anything to him. He knows when to do it and who to do it around. But that, exactly. but but I'll give him credit too. He also he knows his audience as well. Like if, in other situations, I'm in with him. You know, he's not going to make certain no, jokes or anything. Yeah, not he's he's in. You know, it's kind of going into the idea of where people you ultimately change yourself slightly depending on who you're around, but not not in a way to be fake, right? Um, but obviously, you got to make use your strengths differently depending on your crowd. But um. Winding back to the selfishness part, yeah, I think, I think ultimately there is that balance you got to find where self care is not being selfish as long as you're not doing it to the detriment of others. Right. Like, but, um, like I'll relay a story to you people that's you know something that's going on right now. 
with my life. You know, I, I'm going to have to move out of this house eventually. You know, uh, it's, it came as a shock, but, um, you know, I'm going to have to find a new place and, um, uh, a new space to live. And I think about how quickly people can turn on you Mm. and, you know, how much you don't necessarily expect it or, you know, how much you didn't really know about that person. And so I think about what's going on right now and, you know, the last six years that I've been on my own, it's, it was a blessing to sort of get into my own space because of my grandmother. She's the only reason that I was able to have this place that I'm in right now. And now she's gone. And things have just sort of changed since she's passed. So, you know, I think about how, you know, as I said in the beginning, uh, you know, there are certain people, including yourself, who have not changed and who have continuously uh, made an impression on me and have been able to stay good pals with me. You have always been the same, which has made me glad because I don't have a lot of people like that in my life. And so to talk to you and understand where you come from as a person, it's sort of a breath of fresh air to get to speak to you because I know how you are and how you carry yourself as a human being and as a man. When there are a lot of people who flip the script all the time like this. Yeah. You know, so has that happened a lot to you? Have you found that a lot of these people who maybe you considered your friends or your family have sort of uh, changed for the for the worse and that you've been able to learn from it? I mean, maybe it might be a combination that I'm also like really easy on people. Well, you <laughs> and usually, both. When it, when it comes to uh, we my were raised by our mothers, Terry, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when it comes to people, I I temper my expectations greatly. Right. Um, and it's, and it's something though I've learned from my family and how they've interacted with people in the sense of whatever I do to someone, I'd never expect that person to return that favor for the most part. And it's not, and there's been times that people have disappointed me, which ultimately ended up being though mainly a misunderstanding from my part or whatever. Mm. Um, but in terms of friends disappointing me or not living up to it. I, I keep my friend circle pretty tiny, you, do. you know, like, yeah, yeah, like I have, I know a good chunk of people, but my actual friend circle is pretty small. And it's a group of people that I've always known for over 10 years at this point. Right. And so I kind of know them pretty well. And it's not like we don't get on each other's nerves or anything like that. But... I've been privileged to be a part of that circle. If you want to fill out your application, we will send it to you in the mail at whyyoulaughing.com. Right, oh no, and review this podcast, and we may consider you for this application. Tastes oh no, old. Sam! Sam, we didn't tell you. <laughs> oh, <kidding>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have been ejected. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, at least for me. Yeah, people have disappointed me. I've yeah. gotten annoyed with people sure. in terms of friends come and go. My main part of when I grew away from friends was always more of a gradual thing, never a big event that made it happen. Right. Um, 
But that's also because I don't know, a lot doesn't get under my skin. I'm usually just like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just... I'm just like okay. we can talk and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think now if there's at least on the topic of selfishness and selfish inclinations. I mean, there's times, yeah, I've probably felt that friends have been selfish and how they went about things. But my my go-to thinking always is, or at least I try to make it be, is like, well, I've probably been selfish. <laughs> like, uh, well, and so- not only that, bro, but you sort of get to the end of the hallway where, you know, it's become such a magnitude of who you are. You know, you sort of expect people at some point to do one thing or another. And it's, it's not necessarily meant to be a negative thing, but it ends up being, oh, I should have expected that because it's just like, it's kind of like a pattern, you know? And, you know, for me to be friends with you a long time and to see your craft and like how you carry yourself again, you've always been able to sort of hop, skip and jump over that negativity and just sort of be oneself you know what i'm saying it's like you don't let it bother you is what i'm saying like you you just let it roll off your shoulders which is great yeah i guess my my counterpoint to that would be you don't see all the hops and skips that i miss <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying is you that know we don't see it because you deal with it on your own to a certain degree is what I'm yeah saying. i mean I, I think you know everyone obviously has their own coping mechanism and mine right. isn't mine isn't perfect it's just different i would say what molded me into the way I am is that I've had a hectic background and so and big events has happened so ultimately usually small things or comments from people don't usually linger too much on me I let it slide off I mean as I said I can be walking down the street and someone can be super rude to me and it usually doesn't really get to me at all because I'm just like ah whatever (laughs) you know I don't have have the energy for that do you remember when uh Oh God, we were in town. You were you were in town. Like we we were in uh, Winchester, hanging out at the cottage, and we left. We went to go to um, Price Chopper. Okay, all of us, and we go we go inside. We get a handful of garbage. I don't know what it is was. Is this the freaking goldfish story or whatever it is? A Listen, Jesus story. So let me tell you. So we get to the counter, right? And there's this woman. Okay, we get to the counter. There's like five of us. We start to pay for our stuff. We pay, we pay, you know, whatever. I honestly, I can't remember the rest of the taste, please. Okay, so I don't remember the details, but this one, how I'm going to tell it might make you feel in the wrong, say we're looking the wrong. That's how it felt at the end, and it was my fault. (laughs) Well, what I I basically remember is we're all online waiting to pay our stuff, and it's also like 1130 at night. And uh, we're going, or it it was super late. That's all I remember. And because we wanted to bake something too and stuff. And so we all grab our things and you you grabbed, I think, Cheez-Its. Yes. And the woman said, kindly, I'm mad <laughs> that you could go. There's It's buy one, get one free. Oh. So you can go, you can go get a second Cheez-It. And you're like, no, I'm okay. And I guess she pushed a little bit and she was just like, oh, well, really, you can go grab one. Like you can just pay for this and go grab the other box and leave. <laughs> And you're like, no, I'm okay. And she's like, are you sure? And then you said some kind of joking, sarcastic comment, I feel like. And then you guys, and then you and this lady started getting into a dissing argument to one another. And I just, and I remember, I'm sorry, Sam, I'm going to put you on blast. I remember all of us in line were just like, Sam, go grab the other Cheez-Its. It doesn't matter. 
You know, just go remember, get it. I remember that. Like, well, what happened was is that she got me. She was like, she was just like had every reason in the book to be like, go get another box. What is it's a free box. That? It's just a free box. <laughs> I don't know why you were, you were so against getting it. I feel like it boiled down to some weird principle for you. And I, was I don't just like, know. I don't know. I just, I didn't want more than one box. I didn't need one. What do you want me to take I, one for? I, I get it in the sense of. I feel like she commented on my weight. Was I like, am I wrong in thinking that? I don't know if she commented on your weight, but. I think you came at her first with a joke or like something very sarcastic. And I think then, then she no. said, yeah. And then, and then she said, well, you look like you're from Winchester or something. Like that. Oh, <laughs> and then, that and then you, if you're from and then here, you, that hurts. And I won't say what you said. Cause then it's going to put you. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. I don't you remember. Said, you said something about, it's very rude. Sam. Who cares? This is my show. Just say it. What do I think? Yeah, you didn't swear anything, but you're just like, you're just like, well, you look like a 45-year-old and you're working at Price Right or something <laughs> like that. And, I go, and I'm just like, Sam, this lady is just doing her job. All you need to do is grab a box of cheeses. That See, but this is, right. But this is the difference. Because uh, for me in that situation, I just don't have the energy. <laughs> I'm just like, I I'll just go grab the cheeses and go. Yeah. Which is what I should have done, but I'm selfish and I only care about my own problems. No, that, that was funny. I was, I was just, I was mind blown. I was like, why wouldn't he just grab the other box of cheese? Because, dog, but- you know what? It's it goes back to the point of being selfish. It's like when you're selfish, you also have your own principles and you don't necessarily care about what other people think. I mean, it's not always the case, but you know, more often than not, you have your principles and you have your ethics, and if those are in front of you, and passion and emotions get in the way of that it adds to the flavor of like it just fuels the fire as far as i'm concerned you know, all for a I box know. of cheez it's <laughs> this I guy got God fired up anyway. but but to to be fair what parts in life i would say outside of the cheez it's conundrum do you feel that <laughs> you struggled with your own selfless uh, selfishness because like for me it's a super minor one but uh when it comes to when it comes to dessert snacks ooh, when like when i see that there's like Maybe Talk to him, dog. There's Talk like two, two pie, pie slices left and one's bigger than the other. And That's I gotta that gangster hammer stuff right and there, I, dog. I got to share it. Talk and I just go, And I just go, maybe I will take the bigger one and don't even let them know. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to food <laughs> and desserts, <laughs> you know, and then dividing it appropriately, I'm like, man, I used to do this thing when I was a kid. If me and our friend got a candy bar, um, I would wait to eat mine for their i wait for them to eat theirs first because yeah. i don't want to feel jealous <laughs> that after i eat mine they would still have theirs True. um so those are weird little quirks but i'm curious like in moments of self-reflection where do you feel in life either by example or just general ideas that you are selfish at times <clears throat> i'm very selfish in the aspect of where I came from and right and wrong. Mm. Um, you know, Mason, who's a good friend of ours, who I've known for 21 years, you know, him and I often have these discussions of like, not necessarily right and wrong, but like how he views things and how I view things and sort of, we just go back and forth, but he'll school me on things that I never even thought about before because Mm. he's 10 times smarter than me. You know, I come from the background where it's like, 
and you know this better than most, when you're in a single parent home, you have to, to a certain degree, fight to learn for yourself and sort of fend for yourself and develop your own sort of personality slash schedule slash responsibilities. So you get used to a certain way of life and a certain aspect of living and that schedule that I was speaking about and nobody's going to tell you otherwise because it's constantly like this. It's a roller coaster. You know, I grew up in the house where I was the man of the house. It was me and my mom. You know, once I got older, I started to work. When I started to work, I started to gain knowledge. When I started to gain knowledge, I started to make decisions, you know, and a lot of people are not used to making decisions because they have a head, which could be their father. You and I did not grow up with our fathers. I had a turtle. So it's, it's very different when you're sort of the person of not necessarily authority, but you have to figure it out as you go along, you know, and sort of develop not necessarily a selfish attitude, but a self-reliant attitude. Okay, so uh, which comes just, off as selfish to some. So yeah, so I'm just I'm just trying to obviously tie it into the idea of this episode and the topic and such. So yeah. boiling it down, you feel that your most selfish tendency, from what I can gather, is your unwilling. You're not willing to yield sometimes, based on what yeah. you feel is right, or just mm-hmm. because. Uh, you don't necessarily want to cater to other people at times right. in, in, and, in those cases. And honestly, bro, it's, I will say this, and you know, some people may not agree with me, but I feel to my core that I have gotten a thousand percent better from when I was younger because it was more often a problem when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm... <clears throat> You know, getting older and trying to appeal to certain people's opinions, which is very difficult, but also something I feel I need to work on. I feel like I've gained more now that I'm older. When I was younger, you couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. People think, in our circles, people think that I have a problem now with listening. You should have seen me years ago. There was no telling me nothing. It's yeah. it's it's interesting because I've I've had a similar conversations with people where specifically about me and people are like, what the heck's wrong with that kid? About about you and I go, did you know that he spells his middle name with a W? <laughs> That's a I don't. It's not me. Stop putting me at the wheel. I didn't choose that name. <laughs> but um, I had a similar conversations with people along right. those lines of. Especially with people, I would say, that are kind of similar to you in personality in the sense of they're people that feel like that they shouldn't turn themselves down or, you know, for other people, you know, if if it offends other people. And, uh, you know, I have family members who are like that. Like, why should I tone myself down or whatever based on who I'm with? You know, they should be people should accept me or not for who I am, which I I agree with. It feels a perfect world. Ultimately. Uh, no one should be offended as long as we know each other's intentions. Right. I think the I think the hard part is it's not a perfect world, and we and sometimes people's intentions are not always clear. Um, so it kind of comes up to two things in my mind. You can 
be unapologetically yourself and say what you want because you know it's your right to say what you want and to live your life as you want which and it is yeah and that's and that's fine and dandy i just think if you're going to do that way then after this backlash right you, have you know to accept the consequences um on the other <laughs> hand i think and i guess i'm not saying it's the right way but it's the way I, at least i try to conduct myself is you can be who you are but just like how we would like people to consider ourselves in every situation that we're into we consider the people that are around us right so you know maybe we won't say a certain thing or do a certain thing because we think it might offend that person sure. and i don't think that you know or maybe we're on quieter people so maybe if we're a little loud we tone it down a little bit you know um or people that might feel like we're suffocating. Maybe we don't try to hog the conversation as much because no, I mean, I feel like if I talk to people, especially about things I'm interested in, I have a bad habit sometimes of just like consuming the whole conversation <laughs> and I got to take a step back sometimes. But I think doing those things and sometimes toning yourself down is not changing who you are. It's just being considerate. It's being adaptable and willing to, you know, mold yourself according to, you know, what people have noticed, you know, yeah. and adaptations are difficult to do when you're so used to the pattern that you have fallen into, you know, that's true. On the so, flip side, I will give you the credit that I think people with your personality type and such are uh, very outspoken. And that becomes really useful if there is a wrong, you know, it's, you guys are the type that are going to say something. It's something more of fine. like people know that if they ask me a question, they're going to get the answer. Yeah. You know, there's no beating around the bush when it comes to how I view certain things. You know, it's more often than not. And I'll ask you that same question. If you get annoyed or aggravated with somebody, are you more likely to sort of shut down and think about the situation? Or are you more than likely to question it and sort of get their uh perspective on things i'm very bad at uh confronting people (laughs) um just i don't know i've always been bad at it bad at it not even if it's a friend and not that i'm like nervous or scared or whatever i I usually break it out this way that if something upsets me or i'm angry about something i'm usually angry before the day and then i forget why i was angry i don't have the energy to keep it up and then i just don't care to bring it up you know it's just it's just whatever at that point to me which it, to me is not always the healthiest thing because I do believe sometimes it is way more healthy to confront things, right? Depending on the situation and how to you get do it, it. Out, just to get it to out. get it out, but even to see that you avoid whatever caused it in the first place happening in the future. You know, if someone tells says something that offends you, you you know you're probably better off telling that person, "Hey, this kind of offended me," and hopefully, if you're going to solve them in your life, that they go, "Okay, I'll make a mental note." won't say that again but if you don't say it and you let it go then there's always a chance it can pop up do you think that having that single parent atmosphere affected the way that you determine certain situations i don't really think it has to do for me specifically that i was raised by a single parent i just think it's more based on that me and my parent are very opposites in personality. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. So we go, we go about things very differently. Right. Um, 
not that there's a right or a wrong way. I'm more of a passive person uh, and they're more of an outgoing, <laughs> uh, confronts a situation type of person. And right. I think there's merit to both. So I, I think in some cases I might have gravitated more to how I go about things because of the more extreme examples I might have seen. Mm. And so it's a natural, like, just re- reflex to go opposite. Um, but I'm also, I just always had like a more laid back passive personality. So, so I think it, go on. You know, I, I hope I can take this liberty and I hope I can ask you this question. Um, okay. <laughs> do you, when you think about your father, mm. do you think about how maybe things would have been different if he had sort of been around and sort of have you know if he had been a part of your life how things would have changed or have been you know sort of uh sort of the status quo or do you think it would have been something completely different to uh make sure the podcast knows it's clear he is not a deadbeat dad he is just a dead dad (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez just so we're all clear (laughs) i i I didn't want to overstep my bounds if days wanted to answer that question the way he answered it i was gonna let him there's no universe where i'm gonna (laughs) say something out of line in that area um I mean, yeah, growing up, you think about those kind of things of how life could have been different or maybe it would have provided extra stability or things that maybe I would have learned more and been uh, more fulfilled all around adult at this point and not really doing trials by fire a lot of times. Um, But on the same merit, too, uh, they passed when I was so young that there is no memory of the person. So all I know is stories and from what I hear my personality is a lot similar to theirs so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's more of a nature versus nurture thing at this point the re- way I came out um, but yeah yeah I definitely wondered before like oh, how things would have been different and uh, right. and it's funny because yeah, I hear stories and it's like oh I had the same problems that they said he had <laughs> and I think it's just because our personalities are very similar um, but yeah a lot of a lot of my interactions with people and how i interact with people as far as i can tell is one it's just my personality but also how i saw other people have dealt with uh, the relationships and and i gleaned what i liked that they did and what i didn't like that they did Mm. and i kind of shaped it that way uh to how i treat friendships and relationships ultimately but what about you how do you feel like you know i know you said that your growing up situation kind of made you, you know, obviously have to take charge and handle things yourself. So that's why you feel like sometimes you're unwilling to maybe bend your ideas on things because you're the one that's always had to make those decisions for yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm going to cry. Um, I'm not like my parents. It, it, Mm. there are certain attributes to where, <clears throat> you know, I I have a lot of things to thank them for, you know. But my grandmother, you know, she... It's a weird thing for somebody to emulate you more than your parents and to sort of mm. see yourself... And emulate yourself off of that person who has sort of skipped a generation. You know, she... 
I don't know what it is, bro, but her and I have had something that was more powerful than a bond that I had with my parents. And the way that I carry myself now as a man, I always think about her before I think about <clears throat> making certain choices. You know, she's always on my yeah. mind. It, 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 it comes up in something every day. Yeah. Every day. You know, I think about... Like, if if I was to go through a drive-through, what you would eat? You know, if I was to, if somebody were to say something, what would, what would I say back? She just had this sort of backbone that nobody in my family could match. You know? Yeah, no, fair enough. And you know that's why I have such a hard time with not being completely honest and, in a sense, sort of selfish to a certain degree. And it's not because I want to hurt people's feelings. It's not because I want to make anyone feel uncomfortable or feel bad about themselves. It's just like it's she emulated who I strive to be. Yeah. Which is completely true to yourself no matter what. You know? Yeah. I think I think that people who are able to live that way in terms of uh, this is who I am. I won't tone it down, change it or regulate it in no way. Um, I think that's obviously a very brave thing to do. Right. Uh, and I give kudos to anyone that lives that way. I think as we talked about earlier, the only thing you got to accept if that's what you're going to do in terms of never going to slightly regulate it due to who you're around. You just have to accept not everyone is going to be a fan of that no, all the time. No, you know? I know. Hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, I guess in, in some in some examples that can be considered selfish, I don't think the actual notion of it is. But if, for example, if you do something that offends someone and they call you out on it or whatever, um, I think it's would be selfish if you are like, well, why are you offended? And not like in a legitimate question way, but like you shouldn't be offended kind of thing, right. you know, or whatever. Um, but I think just that personality, it, you know, you're just going to have those headbutt times. Way, you're going to headbutt with people and then you just got to figure out ways to resolve it. Right. Ultimately. Yeah. And, you know, that that's all part of growth in general, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not the same person that you were 15 years ago, and nor are I. This face was has been the same since the womb. So <laughs> I might have been, I might have been the same from time indefinite. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we both still look like gremlins lost in the woods. Man, yeah, I mean, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, no, some it's of a, us know, lost on a beach. Yeah, I mean, it's very nice here. <laughs> it's a nice 68 degrees, whatever actual temperature it is outside. But yeah, it's you know. <laughs> It's a, it's a give or take, you know, and in a lot of ways, it's easy to be selfish. To me, it boils down to if you're if you're going to really be selfish about something, being selfish is just means that you are putting yourself up, uh, above others to the detriment of others. You know, if you're going to say what you're going to say and don't care if it gets people offended all the time, then that's probably a little a little selfish if you're not considering the feelings yes. of others. Yeah. If you're, you know, taking extra food for yourself and you know people are going to get less portion than they really should, then yeah, you're being selfish. What? Um, Wait, why is that wrong? 
because <laughs> I struggle with that. Because <laughs> when it comes to sweets, I want it all. And, he, <laughs> and you know, well, it's like, and this is not self-promotion. I'm not trying to be, but like the project I'm doing now and just going over like people's poetry and writing and stuff like that. It's been a, it's been, there's been a, in a sense, a struggle with being selfish in that of people submit all kinds of work. And there's definitely different styles and themes that I prefer over others. I'm mm-hmm. just personally, um, but to try to not gravitate only to those, you know, not be selfish that I'm like, I know I like this <laughs> because right. it fits my style and what I like. By the way, and go on. I want to tell you something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As your boy, I've, I've never heard a podcast like this. It's tremendous. Every work, every episode that has come out so far is awesome. And oh, congratulations shucks. to you, really. Oh, thanks. I, it's, an, you know, it's an amazing show, bro. Just the way that you've crafted it and the way that you've sort of made your own spin on it. I'm, I, I'm so proud to hear your progress and your growth and your work. It's an awesome show, really. Thank you, man. Yeah, you know, I, I will say, you know, after being on your show, it was, I was like, oh, you know, it might be fun to start my own little project. And it's great. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. The haiku episode, particularly, you know, I, I'm fond of those poems myself. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Something short and simple can really be rather clever. Yeah, you no, know, exactly. I, I enjoyed that episode specifically and who, you know, had uh, put, put their work on your show, really. Yeah, it's 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 been a really awesome experience so far. And I've been super blessed about the support and outpouring. I mean, it's not like it's a whole ton of people, but it's more than I ever thought it was going to be yeah, right. for for starting the idea. And um, and that people trust me to read their work. This was super cool. Uh, but yeah, it's always been that balance of deciding what is going to be put in that episode and not trying to cater to what I think is good to myself. And And that's also me trying to stay true to the idea of it which was as someone who grew up loving to write short stories and then eventually poetry, the hardest part for me was always the sharing part of it, which I figure that happens in a lot of creative works. You know, you're afraid, as I describe it, is that when you create something, that reflects a part of your psyche, your mindset at the time. And I imagine it might be the same with songwriting or, you know, Mm. a piece of music you make, you know, that is a part of you to a certain extent, or at least who you were when you did it. Oh, for sure. And that fear of people rejecting it, it might feel like they're kind of rejecting a part of you in some way. Um, And so at least that's how I always thought about it. So sharing things was always like super embarrassing and hard for me to do. And I figured, yeah. And I figured a lot of writers have, have gone through that too. So why not give them a place where they can do it without criticism? It can be anonymous and such. Have you but, thought uh, about, you know, at some point maybe interviewing some of these artists to see if, you know, how they sort of start their craft? Eventually. I mean, right now I'm just kind of taking it easy just because I'm juggling a few things. And ultimately sure. it's, it's just purely a hobby. And um, and if I feel like if I had more time or Maybe if it grows to a point that it feels like, yeah, let's invest, make the enterprise bigger. I thought about different avenues where I can do extra episodes of maybe interviewing some of them. Uh, what I started doing, too, is having people, when they send in their work, if they feel like they would like a piece of the background information shared, is to send in like, you know, like, hey, what inspired them uh, to write this? And then I share it to the audience, hopefully inspiring other people to write or 
to comfort other people. Um, for instance, some people have shared in stories of relationship abuse or child abuse that they've suffered or, you know, uh, addiction issues. Hmm. And they also gave background information on that with the strict goal of saying, hey, I hope this helps someone else that's going right. through something like this that, you know, hey, you don't have to be ashamed. And so those parts have been really cool. So Right now, I'm just happy <laughs> just doing my once a week episodes, which I sometimes procrastinate way too long and stay up really late recording. <laughs> but it's um, nice, though, because, you know, at least you're able to sort of channel that energy into your show and kind of make yeah, it a part true. of your process. You see, this is an example of selfishness because now we're talking about my podcast on his show. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I'm being selfish. But yeah, no, I was just trying to do the example of, yeah, when it comes to like that part of it, that I have to fight sometimes t selfish tendencies uh, to do so. And, um, but at the same time, I think you can be selfless, uh, selfless to a point of detriment. You can give too much of yourself sure. to the point that you're hurting yourself or, you know, it's like relationships with people. You can keep being the one to reach out, yada, yada, to make plans, yada, 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 yada. And if no <laughs> one's ever returning it to you and that's getting you down, then I think that's okay to step away for either call them out on it or step away from it because now you are over exerting yourself and yeah. not being fair, fair to yourself to receive. Likewise, you know, you're a person, so you, uh, you deserve love, affection, someone to appreciate you just as yeah. much as you would show that appreciation to other people. I can remember being younger, like probably elementary school in the middle school. And, you know, there were a lot of people that I knew in school that I was friends with that had relationship problems. And mm. I can't tell you the amount of people that I had tried to help get into that relationship and sort of fix things or whatever. I don't know what I was doing. It just like sort of played matchmaking. Little, little Dr. Phillip. Yo, here. Let's talk about your problems. Dr. Phil, I shoot an arrow. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, you know, and, and there were a lot of times where I would try to make other people happy. And, you know, the same has sort of bleeded through today with my adulthood. And there have been a lot of people not as much lately, but in the past, they're like, what are you going to do for you? You know, what are you yeah. doing for you? And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And people tend to do that, I think. And I don't know if you agree with this, but they tend to sort of fuel other people's admirations and sort of put theirs on hold. Hmm. You know, when yeah. it comes to sort of not being a people pleaser, but sort of putting your own issues on hold, I think. You know, yeah, like put I, things on the back burner. Do you think? Yeah, that? no, I think I think there's plenty of people who do that. I know a good number of people who, you know, if other people have an issue, which obviously is a really good trait, if you know, will drop everything they're doing to help them. Um, yeah. But then it becomes a detriment, as I said, if now you're letting your stuff fall through to the point of your bills or whatever, your issues are not getting fixed. And I think sometimes people do that mm. because it makes them feel better. To, you know, to not focus on their issues. True. But at the end of the day, their issues are still going to be there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, you can't True. avoid them forever. And fixing other people's is not going to fix your own always. Right. Uh, and so I think it just like it boils down to balance. You know, mm. it's 
it's super good if you're the type of person that's going to run out and help people achieve their goals or solve their problems. Um, but you got to make sure your problems are getting solved. You can't just focus only on them. So sort of changing topics here and transitioning. <clears throat> and speaking of not being able to balance and not being selfless, have you been watching the new Falcon and Winter Soldier series? Yeah, I really like it. It's really good. Yeah, you know, it's a it's it's a really good show. Oh, I, I'm so glad you said that. I wanted to get your take on it so badly, but I was like, we could take a few minutes to talk about selfishness and then see what you thought. Because yeah, no, I I really like the show. I mean, so do I. Even the from, I think what Disney's doing overall with Marvel and such that they're giving shows really good budgets for the most part, and so it's. I think they can afford it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really. You know, it's not like it's not always necessarily the best visual thing ever. Right. But they have done a lot of cool things where you're like, hey, I can yes, be okay have. with having numerous series right. like this. And if I can win a soldier, I think it's super cool. I oh, think so. My, my, are you fully caught up on it? Yeah, I'm not gonna oh, get yeah. I watch. I, watch I think the thing. only part I might be a little disappointed by is that they might end the series with like, and now. Falcon spoilers, everyone. If you haven't watched the shows, uh, just cover your ears for thirty seconds. Yes, yeah, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Turn now, it off now. They're like now Falcon is Captain America, and then it cuts, and you like barely see him as Captain America. I think the next episode, you're obviously going to see him use the shield and maybe have whatever suit he was given. Right. Um. Right. I was but, wondering uh, what that was myself. I thought it would I be a suit, but I didn't suit. know what you thought. It's so either. I, I think it's either suit or a new set of wings. He's going to somehow use Ooh, the shield and the wings. A little combo so. here. We got going. Yeah, so I think it's super cool, and I actually really liked uh, John Walker's character who played, who filled in for Captain America. It's crazy, dude, how people are giving him death threats. Like that is I mean, just out of I, this world. I guess that just means he did a really good job. But yeah, it is crazy. People, for I'm whatever like, reason, like he's literally doing a, a job movie, man. and playing. But people, the internet is such a double-edged sword where people feel like if they're not held accountable to their actions, people ultimately do what they want which is terrible um that's why you need some kind of rules in society because if there was no rules and people <laughs> they could do what they want it would be chaos um but no i liked him i mean yes when he first put on the captain america helmet he looks like the yeah. old he, he looks like the old man from up <laughs> yeah they have, they have the exact same like nose and stuff like and the ears poking out he looks exactly like him exactly let's get a um, house and a pair of balloons and get him out of here but I like I like this character in the sense of I feel like if the show was longer they might have been able to flesh him out a bit more. But I did like the idea of his character of he was a perfect soldier and not a bad dude. Right. But not at first. Yeah, n- trying to trying to live up to this expectation is of impossible. Being Captain America and the pressure he felt and it just made him have a snapping point. Right. You know. So I appreciated his whole overarching story. Um, and why he needed to feel like he needed to take like the super soldier serum and you know and then yeah, yeah he snapped and his friend get killed but um someone did point out online they were like the difference between him and steve rogers is that steve was a good man while this guy was a good soldier right you know it's, so that's that's very true now let me ask you this do you think the series will continue or do you think it's going to end after episode six I think it's going to end after episode six or at least a few episodes after if they go. But it's not, it feels like they're born, they're building up to the point of that they're going to resolve this whole right. whole arc. 
um at episode six maybe in episode the seven smashers yeah i think they're going to resolve that it's going to end and maybe in the future they'll bring it back you know because they they're saying other parts too where like is walker going to even be in the final episode or is he going to be like someone they bring in a new series or if they bring back the show and also is it going to be the falcon slash the captain and the winter soldier you know i keep um, thinking of like you know, these things that I'm seeing on the internet of all the villains getting together, sort of like a Marvel Suicide Squad mm. sort, sort of type yeah. of movie. I'm like, wow, that would be interesting. But at the same really time, cool. I feel like people would not care for that. I feel like that's sort of a DC thing and not a Marvel thing. Well, now Marvel's putting, especially, I don't know if you watched a trailer for the Loki show. Mm-hmm. That they're oh, doing. yeah. That's yeah. The, I can't wait for that. Yeah. So now that they're doing timeline things, and I know... Yes. Um, just for upcoming movies, Doctor Strange has Timeline Madness or whatever it's called. Right. A multiverse madness. So basically, they're just going to start doing like, hey, we can do now all kinds of stories with right. old characters. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you got the you got the What If series coming yeah. out. Yeah. You know, uh, you have the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out, which, you know, I'm sure even if COVID continues, it'll be out on a certain platform. Maybe Disney Plus, maybe Netflix, who knows. But, you know, I, I, I'm assuming that we're all going to see that sort of mold together. Because what if we're looking at this logically, are we in phase five or something like that now? I think it's phase four. Phase four I'll be okay. honest. I'll be honest. I'm happy with the TV shows because... I am too. Because am too. It's great. don't kill me, but I was kind of burnt out of Marvel movies. I'm not lying. Yay, I don't blame you. I was, or I guess maybe burnt out is not the right word, but I stopped caring kind of after Endgame. <laughs> like I was like all my heroes that I really care of yeah the circle you know that was ten that was ten years <laughs> of time exactly. and after that point I was like I'm kind of good I don't really there's not really an urge inside of me to like hope there's more Marvel movies because I'm kind of satisfied right. but the shows I think are nice because it's an episodic series you know you watch your episodes once a week and you're like okay I can enjoy this stretched over time I think that people have gotten so used to the comic book era of you know films that you know especially the younger generation i feel like if it stopped now then they would be upset i mean that's that's just their line of thinking and sort of my line of thinking because you know i I, i'm rooting for these movies i i I just you know especially now in quarantine and like covid or whatever people need something to watch i mean it's true look we're in so what i've heard put it and i agree is that superhero movies are the new westerns you know back when westerns came out and we entered the western era it was hundreds of western movies chuck norris pretty much yeah exactly so we have now our era of the hot item is superhero movies which i'm fine with but can we get rid of superhero movies for a bit and bring back giant monster movies like godzilla (laughs) nobody cares about godzilla i Love Godzilla. Did you watch the new film? Let me ask you that. Did yeah, you watch but, the but hang Kong on. versus Godzilla movie. But hang on, I feel like if you dislike that movie, you came in with too high expectations. I haven't seen it, so I can't. Oh. I can't judge. It was all right. I, those movies, though, you have to watch it solely as I'm here to watch monst- two giant monsters fight each other. I don't care about the plot making sense. I don't care about you know any of the human characters, which I don't. I wish they would just X nay of the humans and just show me a two hour movie, uh, two hour movie of Godzilla wrecking stuff, and just watch it as in as just that. Um, but it wasn't my favorite one. The uh, out of the American, oops, sorry, the American new Godzilla movies. The second one with King Ghidorah is really good. 
The last good movie that they made with two giant monsters fighting each other was Robot Godzilla and regular Godzilla. Okay? I'm telling you that right now. I mean, the classic Godzillas are really good, too. Yes. Yeah, they're really good. And I heard, I, I still need to watch it, Um, when Godzilla released in 2016 or whatever, when they rebooted it and released the American ones. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they did one in Japan, too, called Shin Godzilla, which was more of an homage to the... Uh, original Japanese versions and really? the style that they did. Yeah, so I gotta yeah, I gotta watch that one because I heard it's really good. Because um, the American ones, the issue I always found that they did is they try to make you care about the people, but like the people are really dumb. Like in the Japanese <laughs> one, the people kind of made sense what they did and stuff like that. And like you know, like I hear like in Shin Godzilla, I guess a lot of the focus movies how like bureaucracy and the paperwork ties up the humans from like solving the issue. Yeah, and while the humans and these Godzilla movies are like. Godzilla understands me. Let me run. <laughs> it's like it's a you know, My it's a, hero. yeah. It's like all right, calm down now, calm down. I don't care about you guys. Just show me the monsters. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good age. Like I love the movie Cloverfield, the first one. Mm. I really yeah, like that, that movie. Mothra, uh, Mothra was a good one. The um. I'm trying to think of oh, what was it? There was another big monster movie, and it's skipping my mind. But yeah, bring back big monster movies, dump superhero movies. Let's get it. <laughs> I feel like DC has a lot more to offer. You know, I haven't watched the Snyder Cut yet of the new Justice League. I've been meaning to. I actually but was I'm planning to. to. Yeah, yeah, I was planning. I got I got I got the hookup for HBO Max, so I got to watch that Snyder Cut. There you go. Yeah, so once uh, I heard, and then when I watch it, I will get back to you on my thoughts. Once uh. uh we get some other things situated. I'm supposed to go watch it with Andy eventually because it's like four hours long. Uh, it's, it's, I heard it's better. I, I, well, I watched the original Justice League. I heard it's better. I mean, yep. Justice League movies are always the ones like I wish they did well, but the issue is that they rushed it because they're trying to catch up to Marvel and it right. kind of the yeah, fight scenes were really cool in it. DC you know, is but sort of taking a backseat when it comes to the Marvel movies. You know, yeah, unfortunately. But, the movie I'm super excited about, which I got to check if it's still in production. I think it is, but I know they postponed due to COVID, is uh, the new Batman with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He lo- yes, he looks like an otter or a sloth, I should say. His eyes are very far apart. But, <laughs> but. Teen Wolf in a Batman suit. <laughs> but the, the trailer so for it looked really good. Dog, let me tell you something, okay? Can I tell you something? That's a you can CW tell me Universe story, okay? Well, oh, is no that one with the Robert Pattinson? There's no such thing as a Robert Pattinson in a real Batman movie. Okay, you can it looks be as really good, good of a trailer as you want. There's no such thing as a good DC movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Whoa, I don't whoa, care. wait, I don't Christopher care. Nolan movies? I'm not lying you didn't, to you. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't like lying. any of the you didn't like any of the Christopher Nolan Batman's? I did. Yes. Yeah, now, get I'm out talking, of here. I'm talking now. <laughs> I'm talking now. Now. Uh, Aquaman wasn't bad. It was Aquaman fun. Aquaman was it, not bad. It was stupid. Still but it was, was fun. too long. Oh, so your issue is with the length of the movie. It's with the length. It's with the storylines and how they've ruined it. They're not going by the comics days. I'm sorry. Why do you think they have to make the Snyder cut? Okay, I think because they're not following the rules. Well, the Snyder cut. Well, the Snyder cut happened because the guy had a death in the family and had to stop <laughs> production. That's not my problem. <laughs> and so they had a different director get brought in to I'm reshoot sorry, it. That's terrible. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's the selfishness. No I'm kidding. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think the other DC movies. And also disclaimer: I'm very easy on movies. There's very few movies that I dislike. Um, the latest James Bond movie I thought was really trash. Uh, <laughs> not the one that just came out. It's like came out a few years ago. Oh, I don't Spectre? remember. 
Yeah, I think yeah, so. I thought was it was horrible. trash. It was garbage. Like um, I, I will watch the new one. Yeah, I will watch the new one. I feel like they shot that movie, like an action movie, and they're like, oh, crap, we got to make a script for it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, true. So I'm very lenient with movies. So it doesn't take much. If I'm entertained, I'm pretty happy with it. Right. Um, Man of Steel and Superman, why I had, yes, that a lot of questionable decisions. I, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought, I, I think um, Henry Cavill is a great Superman. I think he, he has the too. looks and everything for it. He does a good job and a good homage to Christopher Reeves. Yeah, and I and I also think, now this is, might be a, a people will disagree with, Batman versus Superman had a lot of cool things in it. No, it yes, yes, it did. No. The writing, super questionable. I, yes, I give you that. The whole Martha thing and why they stopped fighting, dumb. Dumb as a, as a hammer. Horrible. But but Batman going to town on people, dope. The thing I appreciated in that movie is that all the live-action Batman movies they showed so far, there was no way Batman would be able to go against super-powered people like Killer Croc or other you know DC villains that he does in the comics and stuff. Because like the Christopher Nolan Batman, as good as it was, this dude was could barely he was not not athletic at all. In the first movie, he couldn't turn his neck because the suit was because <laughs> the suit, you know, <laughs> had this thing and he talked like where is she? Yes, he talked like the whole time. Um, but I thought that in the Batman v Superman one and this Batman with uh Ben Affleck, they actually did a good job of making one Batman scary. Cause to me, if Batman's fighting against superpowered people, he has to be a giant of a man. And the scene, in the, in the scene in the Batman v Superman when he was in the corner, I was like, I would be scared if I saw this man. Like he's three hundred and fifty pounds, perched like that. Um, I don't agree. I mean, I wow. think it it had to do with the time frame. You know, we here's the thing, Taze. You and I have already seen Batman scary when Batman Begins first came out back in what two thousand eleven? Is that when it came out? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so right around that time. We had not seen a Batman that scary in our lifetime. Have you seen Batman nipples back in the old Batman movies? Yes, I have. But that's not what I'm talking about. And you know what I'm saying. I'm saying is that Christopher Nolan's Batman was just a different take on Batman. It was a very realistic Batman. than the versions that had come out previously. Yeah, but that Batman. not seen before. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a fantastic trilogy. My issue was that Batman to me would never in my mind be like that Batman could fight against someone with superpowers. The Ben Affleck Batman made it look like he actually could. Cause they actually had what I appreciated. I don't know if you ever played any of the uh, like Arkham Asylum Batman games yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. They had a scene where he's fighting the people in the warehouse and he's doing things like an Arkham Asylum, which I thought was super cool. Like there's the guys in the warehouse and the floor caves out cause he has the bat bombs under it. So they, they drop down and then he bat lines up and then he bat lines a box and throws it at a guy. Right. And and right. what I thought was super cool because in Christopher Nolan ones, he doesn't really use a lot of his gadgets outside of his vehicles. Like, yeah, he has the eye thing, but it's mostly he just gets into fist fights and that's it. He's not using his zip lines to like, rip, you know, mess with people. Because dude, so they I think, want to show his skill as a fighter. So, yeah, but Batman is also supposed to be the, a detective and engine, have all this ingenuity. And the Christopher Nolan, he doesn't really do any detective work. Yeah, he kind of just, Alfred. He kind of, he kind of just relies on, uh, uh, Lucius Fox, Morgan Freeman, and and Morgan, it's like they're over there, much, and that's it. He doesn't really do anything, and he just goes and beats up people. He doesn't actually, yeah, he doesn't actually use any tools, but outside of his vehicles. But I will give you the Justice League and Batman v Superman. The writing is garbage. 
I just appreciate I just appreciated the cinematography or the action work that they did was really good. I mean, it's you know, I'll give you for instance, you know, in the Batman Begins, I felt Scarecrow was a good character to lead with as a villain because you know you do see Batman as a scary dark figure. You know, which is something that we had not seen previously before. It's like it was sort of just like, oh, Batman, everyone ran away. All these yeah. other people now that have to sort of deal with it, it's like, oh, my God, this guy's scary, and we don't know much about him until now. Well, that's why I'm kind of excited. Which is well, why you the know, Joker movie was so good, too. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but the Batman, the Joker movie was its own whole direction, though. Yes, Which I think is a really good move. Yeah, but I think it sort it of went into that dark area to where we don't see that often. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was a really good movie. And did its own take and spin on things. Um, you know, and I agree. The second one. Oh, are they? You I don't know. How I feel for number two. I don't know how I feel about that. Though. I don't. Know <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was one of those movies that is kind of an art piece. So it's good. By sure. I mean, I've seen I've seen it twice, and I think it's a really good movie. Um, but I don't know if there's. I feel like that should be a standalone story. I don't think it needs to be. I think what DC was kind of saying, what they were doing originally or after Justice League kind of botched it was um, just doing its own movies with different actors playing the roles so they can tell stories without worrying about, you know, making a universe. I was like, yeah, just tell your own stories. Like just have your own individual movies I can enjoy. And while I agree with you that a trailer doesn't mean a movie will be good, what I like about the Robert Pattinson Batman from what I've seen so far is outside of Batman Begins, it's supposed to be Batman in his first few years. So it's kind of cool because in Batman Begins, when he starts out, he still has like all this super expensive stuff that he's using. It's not like a rough Batman. It's like, oh, he's actually has a combat suit. But in the Batman, uh, in the trailer for it, like you can kind of see that he's like wearing combat boots and stuff like that. And then his car is just a modified muscle car. It's not like it's a super high tech military vehicle. It's just a modified muscle car. Right. And, you know, so, and, and it was cool in the trailer. Um, I don't remember the line. But it's probably something like, it's like a bunch of thugs and they're like, Oh, he's like, who are you? And it's kind of corny when I'm going to say it. Yeah, he goes, I'm vengeance. But it was cool because usually Batman's kind of calm and collected in the Nolan movies and stuff. And then he just starts wailing on the dude and he's so angry. And it's and the whole plot of it is supposed to be that he is this young and rough and angry Batman at crime. He's not reserved at all. And, you know, and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's showing a more raw Batman and not like, like, you know, all collected and stuff or just the Playboy side. And um, also, also, it's cool they're doing the Riddler. So they're starting with like unknown, you know, smaller villains. Are they starting so it's with not, the Riddler? Yeah, the Riddler is the villain in this one. But they also had, I think, had the Penguin in it too. I wonder so, what they're going to do with the Joker when it comes around. If they continue to do the Pattinson series. I wonder who they're going to get to play him. Yeah, that's true. I, I know. I feel like uh, the whole the whole series that they're going to just choose someone new that's not tied to anything. And kind of just... Last question before we wrap this thing up. Yep. So you've heard that Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito are coming back for their roles in the Flash series. Oh, yeah. I have heard that. That's pretty exciting. What is your take on that? Because I, when I first heard that, I was because I'll tell you something right now. Val Kilmer was the first Batman that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Keaton because yep. I went back and watched the other movies. So what do you think about how, like, their return to the series? 
Well, first of all, I'll say Annie DeVito as the penguin is legitimately terrifying. <laughs> that True. Movie, that movie, we owned those VHS. Um, and that movie, because he bites off Me a too. dude's nose and has like black blood always streaming from his <laughs> mouth. And, it, and for put, hey, making a kid watch that, it is traumatizing. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> but it was really good. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's cool. I think they're kind of doing the same idea because Marvel is doing the idea too, where I think there's rumors or whatever that they're going to have a Spider-Man movie. It's going to bring back like Tobey Maguire. Oh, it's and... not rumors. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. And so, Let me you tell know you why. Because the original Doc Ock and the original Green Goblin and the original Spider-Man have all signed on. Yeah. So there you go. So they're kind of doing they're kind of doing that thing. So I think it's cool. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you put it out. I'm going to see it. You make it fun. Yeah, That's exactly. all I really care about. Yes. You know, um, That's the main thing and make it cool. Like, look, I think, I think if you're able to take a risk, that's super cool. Like into the spider verse, if you haven't seen it, the people listening it. is a dope movie. Go I don't care it. if you don't, I don't care if you don't like animated movies. It Check is it an all around. It is the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I will say that right now. It is the best Spider-Man movie. I have a soft spot for Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire. Cause I think that's the best one out of those trilogies. The first one. I don't care about. I don't really care about Andrew Garfield Spider Man. It just didn't do anything for me. And honestly, I watched Homecoming. I haven't watched uh, Far From Home yet. And I what? think Tom Holland is a really good Spider Man. But also, when I saw the movies, I kind of was like, I feel like I kind of seen this before. <laughs> you gotta watch the second one. Maybe there's too many. There's been too many Spider Man. Okay, there Let's has. Just say yes, that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> they, they they rebooted it too many times. I think Tom Holland does a fantastic job. I think his Spider Man is really good. I liked Far From Home. Or um, Homecoming. I just didn't feel like it really did anything crazy new. Like, I had a cool scenes in it, but I was just kind of... I went and saw, saw that movie and was kind of like, okay, that was good. <laughs> that you was know what I can't wait good. for? You know what I can't wait for? Mm. Is the Morbius film. Oh, I've heard a little bit about it, but I haven't followed it at all. Let me tell you something. If you're a Spider-Man fan, okay? If you're a true Marvel fan and you know who Morbius is, you know how important this film is going to be. Well, there you go. You heard because it here, this folks. This is a very controversial villain film. And when it comes out, people are going to be really surprised. I'm not a fan of Jared Leto's as an actor, but I feel like maybe this could be okay. No, oh, he is playing it. I did hear that part. Unfortunately. <laughs> I think Jared Leto has been good in some movies. Like this, I when? don't say he. I don't think. When has he been good in a film? There's Talk a to. there's a movie called Oh, what's it called? It was on Netflix. Uh, Yakuza. Watch. <laughs> Dumb. I think it's like something Yakuza or something like that. Something and he Yakuza. Played, mm, that sounds yeah. right. He played a man like back, like after World War Two, and uh, he's yeah. in Japanese Japanese prison, and he helps like a Yakuza member in there. So they they hire him, and he gets initiated. He does a really good job. I think he was sure good he in Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner. Um, I don't remember it much, but he's in it. <laughs> he was in the new Blade Runner. Yeah, he's like he's a kind of like a villain, I think. But I don't know if he's like, yeah, he has like a villain role. I think he plays good, quiet characters. His Joker is just really bad. That's just actually, yeah, that one is just terrible. But I don't think I don't think he's a terrible actor overall. Just weird. He's a weird guy. Yeah, he's just a weird guy. I think he's a little full of himself. That's really what it boils down to. Anyway. We're going to wrap this thing up. I want to thank my guest, Mr. Taze Jones, yet again. Thank you, my brother, for coming on the show. Good to see you, as always. Yeah, Good to no chat worries. with you. 
Go check out his podcast, The Dead Letter. Uh... That's rude. No, it's okay. It's Dead Letter Radio. Dead Letter Radio. Yes, excuse me. I yeah. thought I didn't couldn't remember if it was Project or Radio. No, you are good. I should have probably called it Do- Dead Letter Project, but you know it's whatever. Radio. Go check it out. Go subscribe. <laughs> go write a review. Go rate it. Go rate this podcast. Write a review. Um, go check us out. Your podcast is on Instagram, right, sir? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I have Instagram. We have a t- Twitter, which is where I'm most oh, active. Dead letter, yeah, Dead Letter Cast, C A S T, and we're on most major platforms as well. And I also hear the first person to leave a review for this episode on Sam's podcast, he will send you a thousand dollars. I will not, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, go write a review. Go rate this show. Go check us out at Why Are You Laughing on every major platform including spotify and uh apple podcasts and anchor which is a big sponsor of this show go check us out on youtube at the clappinator and uh we will see you all soon thank you for tuning in once again and we are clear